Hello and welcome to World Travel Essential, brought to you by Allmont Global. I'm Richard Barnes. Thailand announces new tourist visas for American travellers. A freeze on ski holidays in many parts of Europe. An ITB virtual convention looks at the burning question of trust in travel. And travel companies say news of effective COVID vaccines coming onto the market is the shot in the arm they needed to boost bookings. In our special feature this week, Kelly Cooks, Leisure Director at Advantage Travel Partnerships, gives us feedback from her network about the news. But first, to the essentials. From midnight the 2nd of December, holidaymakers in England are free to travel abroad again, with the lifting of the latest COVID lockdown. Transport Secretary Grant Shapps told the BBC that there would be no ban on international travel, even for those living in Tier 3 areas. Meanwhile, travellers arriving in the UK now will be able to reduce their self-isolation period from 14 to 5 days if they test negative for the coronavirus. As part of a wider strategy to reopen the economy, the government has announced that there will be a new quarantine policy from the 15th of December. International arrivals will be able to get a COVID-19 test after five days of self-isolation, and if the result's negative, they can end their quarantine. The Tourism Authority of Thailand has announced a new tourist visa for US travellers to apply in advance and come to Thailand safely for up to 60 days. Following application approval and upon arrival in Thailand, travellers must spend two weeks in an alternative state quarantine hotel. Each hotel will arrange pickup from the airport on arrival. Following the 14-day quarantine, travellers can discover Thailand's abundance of secluded, lesser-known destinations. Meanwhile, Thailand's offering a residency visa for free or at a discount price for foreigners who buy a property. Thailand first rolled out its residency visa program dubbed Elite Visas in 2003 to target high net worth individuals for long stays in the country for 5, 10 or 20 years. Ski holidays in many key stations in Europe are all off until at least mid-January. Germany, Italy and France have announced closures over the Christmas period, while Switzerland is reluctant to damage a sector that's worth billions to its economy. German Chancellor Angela Merkel last week joined French President Emmanuel Macron and Italy's Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte in calling for a Europe-wide shutdown of winter sports over the holidays to avoid another spike in coronavirus infections. Coronavirus clusters in Austrian ski resorts already played a key role in the spread of the virus during the first wave of the pandemic earlier this year. Resort operators argue they have adequate measures in place to operate safely in the pandemic and say the damage the closures will cause livelihoods is disproportionate to the risk. Switzerland, for its part, is not in the European Union and, unlike other alpine destinations, its ski resorts are already open, so skiers unable to spend their winter breaks in neighbouring countries may well head there instead. News on the situation in Austria, which briefly opened but is now closed again, is due to be released by its government on the 6th of December. Iceland has expanded its long-term visa program beyond the European Schengen area, allowing tourists, including Americans, to stay in the country for up to six months. Travellers must be employed by a foreign company or be self-employed, as well as meeting income and health insurance requirements. On November 23rd, Chile reopened its borders, with the SCL airport as the only entry point. 
During the first two weeks, quarantine is compulsory, but starting December 7th, it will be lifted if guests comply with a series of mandatory requirements. An ITB virtual convention on November 19 brought together four industry thought leaders to discuss solutions for a key issue plaguing the travel and tourism industries, trust. Uncertainty and fear has been sending travel demand into a downward spiral. In the virtual convention, moderated by Leah Jordan, co-founder and head of marketing at Tech Talk Travel, looked at topics such as how we can still travel and where we can travel to, just how safe hygiene concepts are, and testing and quarantine policies. The session brought together representatives of the aviation, hospitality and cruise industry who discussed, together with a renowned expert on trust management, which measures work well and how they can be implemented. During the session, Mark Eberhardt, the owner of Luxury Hotel and Spa Management, said any coping strategies that may have worked in the past for any kind of problem are not applicable in the current situation. What we see at the moment is the incapacity of hotel trade to cope with something because we're just simply not prepared for this because this is what hotel business is not meant to be. Hotel business is meant to be together. Trust is built by, by a, a interaction, by a human interaction, which is just not what we can do at the moment. Uh, and therefore, any coping strategies which might have worked in the past for what any, any kind of problem at the moment are not applicable. The aviation industry, for its part, has seen an unprecedented crisis. Aviation specialist Christoph Mostert, managing partner at N2P Consulting, says a great deal of hard work will be needed to get the industry back on track. It's more or less unpredictable for you as a person if you'd like to travel from A to B because you don't know what to experience. Uh, do you have quarantine? Can you return back? Uh, what is about testing? All these questions are more or less answered, not answered, maybe they change tomorrow, no one really knows. And this is something which definitely does not help to build up trust. And you can find the entire one-hour virtual conference online on itb.com. On to air transport news, and United Airlines have announced they're expanding their COVID-19 testing efforts to include flights out of Houston to select destinations in Latin America and the Caribbean. Starting for flights departing on December 7th, customers originating from George Bush Intercontinental Airport will have the option to take a self-collected mail-in test that meets local entry requirements for a number of destinations, allowing them to reunite with family or start their vacation immediately. The self-collected mail-in COVID-19 test costs $119. United will reach out to customers 14 days ahead of their flights to provide instructions on ordering a test and the testing process. Virgin Atlantic customers flying to Barbados or onwards to Antigua and Grenada on selected flights are soon to receive free, rapid, pre-departure COVID antigen tests at London Heathrow Airport. The tests, beginning on the 9th of December, are part of a six-week-long airline-led trial to gather vital data on the logistics and effectiveness of pre-departure testing. Well, for many travellers overnighting in Dubai, Emirates Airlines are throwing in a free hotel stay. The airline has resumed its Dubai Connect service from the 1st of December. The benefits will be open to passengers with a minimum stopover time of 10 hours, even if they're in economy class. Other conditions may apply. 
This week sees the opening of Dubai Airport's superb new VIP arrivals lounge. Mary Gostero had the great pleasure of previewing the new space last week. It's 250 square meters in all, and it's deliberately designed to look like the enormous living room of a presidential suite. It seems to have acres of champagne-colored marble with lots of mirrors, comfy furniture, beautiful crystal lights. And it's going to be open 24-7, offering hot beverages, cold beverages, no alcohol, and suitable gourmet snacks. And it's free for anybody who already has a reservation at any Jumeirah hotel in town. You don't have to make reservations. Just call in for as long as you like. And if you want a shower, then there are two fabulous shower suites to change if you're going to go off for a meeting or something. Now, I've seen arrivals lounges elsewhere in the world, and I think they're a marvellous facility for people arriving, especially after a long flight. But I'm telling you, the Dubai Airport Arrivals Lounge, branded by Jumeirah and run by Jumeirah, is really setting a new level. It also has great art on the wall. I especially like the animals by a local artist, Matar bin Lahej. Hope you enjoy it as much as I loved seeing it just before opening. Private Jetaway, a luxury travel company with private jet to villa turnkey packages, have enhanced their services in Cabo St. Lucas, Mexico. The world-renowned destination has been certified by the WTTC as a safe destination and is open to international tourism. For this, Private Jetaway have partnered with Elegant Mexico, whose portfolio offers luxury private villa rentals at the heart of Los Cabos and the Zadun, a Ritz-Carlton reserve. In hospitality news, Accor and Ennismore have announced they're entering into exclusive negotiations to form the world's leading lifestyle operator in the hospitality sector, focusing on one of the fastest-growing segments of the industry. Through this all-share merger, a new autonomous and fully asset-light entity will bring together a portfolio of brands, including the Hoxton, Glen Eagles, Delano, SLS, Mondrian, so, Hyde, Mama Shelter, 24 Hours, 21C Museum Hotels, Tribe, Joe and Joe, and Working From. The new entity will be headquartered in London and will take the name Ennismore. A Hyatt affiliate has entered into management agreement with R&F UK for a new Hyatt-branded hotel in London. The 203-room Park Hyatt London River Thames is expected to open in 2022 and will be located within R&F UK's Nine Elms development on the south bank of the river. Well, time now for our special feature, and travel companies say news of effective COVID vaccines coming onto the market is the shot in the arm they needed to boost bookings. Kelly Cooks, Leisure Director at Advantage Travel Partnerships, says since the announcement by Pfizer and BioNTech that their vaccine was proving to be 90% effective on the 9th of November, her network has seen a major spike in inquiries. 
We originally saw a slight uplift a few weeks ago when the first conversations around the um, reduction in the quarantine started. So we did see an uplift then. That was more an uplift in inquiries more so than bookings. However, since the announcement on the vaccine and subsequent conversations and, and more detail being announced on the vaccine, we are definitely starting to see people commit to booking again. Now, what we definitely are seeing is that they uh, the volume is coming in for the second half of next year. So people are hearing the message around Easter being that point where they expect um, or the government expect life to be starting to get back to normal. And we're definitely starting to see more bookings come in for anything really from June and the summer holidays and then right through to 2022. So um, some of the cruise lines are on sale that far in advance and we are seeing some volume come through for them now, um, which is positive signs. Um, and it's a real mixture of what is coming through. So um, as I mentioned, cruise is, is definitely one that we are seeing come through, which is great because we are, we're all concerned that that would be later to recover. Um, so I think those, those people that are cruisers are ready to cruise again, as in when they can. Um, and then we are also seeing um, families book again now. So I think families that perhaps couldn't travel this summer and want to do so next year are doing so. And in a lot of cases, they are booking for a longer duration and a higher value as well. So we're definitely seeing more positive signs. In the last few days, we've heard Qantas, for example, saying that they're going to ask all travellers to be vaccinated. Do you think travellers are ready to vaccinate themselves or, or what's the feeling in that respect? I think it really varies. And I think even amongst family and friends, the, the opinions are very varied there. But I do think the majority of the general public are ready now to get back to some kind of normality and do appreciate that a vaccination is the best way to do that. And I think it's the same actually with testing. So previously had a destination required a test for a traveller to, to go there. I don't think there would have been a huge appetite for travellers to do that. Whereas actually that has now become more of the norm and more acceptable and people are willing to do that and also willing to test again back onto arrival into the UK if it does mean that they can reduce their quarantine to five days and travel somewhere that perhaps still has that quarantine in place. That has had quite a big effect, the, the five-day quarantine. And the other thing that seems to be having quite an effect is, is uh, more and more airlines are, are offering free testing or, or easy-to-get testing. Are, are you finding that? We are. So a number of our partners, airlines and package holiday providers are including or giving an option to have a test quite often at a reduced rate. Um, I still think there's a lot of confusion out there in terms of what test is, um, the different types of test and, and what each country accepts. Um, so we do have a, a lot of work to do there, I think, in terms of educating uh, both the industry and the general public. And by a partner providing that test, it almost takes away the need for the consumer to go away and, and find that test, and especially if it is at an attractive rate, albeit we do need those rates to come down further. In percentage terms, have you been able to estimate uh, what the rise in interest or the rise in bookings has been? 
Yes. So um, on the week after we announced or we heard the announcement around the vaccination, our bookings were up 140%. So that was on the previous week. So we obviously aren't comparing huge numbers, but it does show that there was that pent up demand. And if we keep comparing that, we are still seeing a steady growth. So we're looking at around a 30 to 40% week on week growth at the moment. So we are definitely seeing that steadily that consumer confidence is coming back, I believe. Our thanks to Kelly Cooks from Advantage Travel Partnerships. That's it for this week's World Travel Essential. This is Richard Barnes saying thanks for joining us. And if you want some more insider information on luxury travel, don't forget Mary Gostolo's Girl Ahead podcast. We'll be back again same time next week. 